This is Father Kevin Hale with a homily for the fifth Sunday of Easter, the 2nd of May. I would like to begin this homily by telling you a number of very revealing things about myself. In fact, I would like to begin every homily making some sensational revelations to you. But I'm not going to because after a few weeks you would start to find it commonplace. Even if, in my opinion, you can't get too much of a good thing, the accepted wisdom is that you can get too much of a good thing, and then it starts to cloy. This isn't true of the Gospel, because nothing Jesus says in the Gospel is commonplace. Because every time he opens his mouth and says something about himself, we're enthralled, or we should be. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no life in you. Remain in me as I remain in the Father. All of these statements together point to the fact that Jesus is not simply an inspiring teacher to whom we listen or a preacher trying to be original every week. It's nothing as superficial as that. In the Christian faith, Jesus is a field of force in which we participate, a body of which we are cells and molecules, a river in which we swim. And that's only getting close to it because there is an organic relationship between Jesus and Christians. That is why we can make those startling statements and Jesus can say himself that just as the branch cannot bear fruit all on its own, neither can you unless you remain in me. There are all kinds of characters in history that we might admire or we would perhaps have wished to be. Maybe there are people in popular culture today that we would want to emulate for their charisma or talents, but you'd never be tempted to make statements about that person or anyone else in the way that Jesus does about himself. You'd never say that without person X or Y, I couldn't live or that you had to remain in that person. But this is exactly what Jesus says about himself. But these statements Jesus makes are startling for another reason. Because they run counter to many of our inclusive sensibilities. In our culture today, the great virtue is inclusivity. The great vice is exclusivity. To say, I've got something that's uniquely mine or this makes me uniquely distinct from you is not acceptable. We're very much into that inclusive style now. So sayings of Jesus like, unless you remain in me, you can do nothing or apart from me, no one has life may strike as insensitive and exclusive. Is Jesus really saying that unless a person is explicitly rooted in him, he cannot be saved? Or that those who have rejected him are just like a worthless branch that's destined for the fire. To understand this, we have to place it in a wider context. Jesus is not simply one guru or one teacher among many. We say that he is the word made flesh. He is the very embodiment of that by which God makes and sustains the world. It means that anything that exists at all exists through him. And this is what St John explains right at the start of his Gospel. In the beginning was the Word. All that exists came to be through him. 
if he is the word of God made flesh, then we do find our very being in him. He is like the sun and the air we breathe. If you take away the sun, we don't have any light. If you take away the air, we no longer have any oxygen and we're no longer alive because we can't breathe. Therefore, everything is grounded in Christ. And whether it be science or philosophy or the arts, whenever we engage in any process of thought or speculation, we are grounded in the word made flesh. We're swimming in this divine intelligibility. That is why Jesus insists that we have to remain in him, that apart from him, we can do nothing because everything comes from him. No other religious teacher could ever say this or has said this, but the one who is the word made flesh, he can and must say these things. The implication is that every person on the planet, be they a Buddhist, Hindu, Jew, Muslim, a non-believer, is in this sense rooted in Christ, whether they know it or not, are conscious of it or not. Because anyone who is ever going to be saved is rooted in him, in Jesus Christ, and will be saved because of him. So what difference does it make to be a Christian? If everyone is rooted in the eternal word, what's the point of being a Christian? The answer is, Christians have been given the enormous privilege of knowing this word made flesh in a personal way and are given a guarantee. The God of the universe, as St. John says in his letter, is the one whom we have seen with our eyes, that we've touched with our hands, the word of life. This is what we share with you. That's the Christian difference. Everyone is somehow rooted in and conditioned in Christ. And we Christians who have a relationship with Jesus have seen this with our eyes, touched it with our hands. What a privilege, a privilege of participating as fully as one can in this logic that lies behind all of the universe. So the question is, why in the world would we wander away? Parents often ask this question about their families and why their children and friends have left the faith and they often blame themselves. Well, here is a simple test. Let's answer these questions. Is Christ God? Yes. Was he sinless? Yes. Could he perform miracles? Yes. Did he have a perfect understanding of human nature? Yes. Could he get most people to follow him? No. Do you think we are better at passing on the faith than the God-man? We can't do simple tasks, let alone perform miracles. But God just asks us to raise our families as best we can. We try and sometimes we fail. And then he takes over because they are his. St. Peter had it right when the crowds wandered away and Jesus asked the apostles if they would like to go away too. And he replies, where shall we go to? You alone have the words of eternal life. Wherever we go in life, seeking truth, beauty or love, every spiritual or intellectual quest is finally a quest for him. We've been given this enormous privilege of knowing the word of God. And that's why he wants us to remain rooted in him, the vine. We're already in the month of May, and in a loving way, let's make this month a time of special closeness to her, our Heavenly Mother, knowing that our relationship with her can only bring us into deeper intimacy with the heart of Jesus, her Son. Let us pray. 
Almighty ever-living God, constantly accomplish the paschal mystery within us, that those you are pleased to make new in holy baptism may under your protective care bear much fruit and come to the joys of eternal life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.